I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about broke millionaires. What does that mean? Well, we've all heard those stories about successful business people, entertainers, artists, athletes, lottery winners who get a lot of money. And then a number of years later, they don't seem to have any of it left. So we're going to find out what that phenomenon is, what causes that, and also how we can get a millionaire mindset too for our own finances. Joining me for this conversation, Johnny Marines. He's a music executive and entrepreneur. Johnny, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is Jay Alexander Martin. He's a co-founder of FUBU and the For Us By Us Network. He's also an author. Jay, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Also with us is Mark C. Smith. He's a Senior Vice President for Wealth Management at Wells Fargo Advisors. Mark, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Lisa. We, re we really appreciate it. Um, Jay, I want to start with you on this because you, you wrote a couple books about this. Money makes me crazy. Why yeah. do you think we end up seeing people lose pretty much everything they work so hard for, you know, to get? Well, it, it kind of goes back to the saying or the, the, the lyrics of uh, Kanye, uh, wait till I get my money right. You know, a lot of times with when people grow up, they grow up in certain societies and certain situations and they always want to prove themselves or show what they have. And I guess, you know, it's almost like the show me state. Even with me, you know, I had I had situations, I had situations where I overspent and I'm over over overzealous with my money. And I had to sit back and say, hey, listen, what am I doing? Um, and look at the perspective from from a, a perspective of do I want to be rich or do I want to be wealthy? No, and we're gonna do, we're gonna explain the have you explain the difference to us a little bit later on in the show. Johnny Marines, you work with a lot of artists, some of the biggest artists in the entertainment, particularly the Latin music um, capacity. What do you see happening with some of these artists? Because we see them doing these tours, all this money, these lavish lifestyles, and then you know five, ten years down the road, they have very little to, uh, to show for it. I mean, from my experience, what I've seen a lot of times is that. The art, you know, a lot of times artists, athletes, uh, you know, they come from other underserved neighborhoods and they don't necessarily have the best financial advice. They don't have the best people around them. So when they come across and they hit stardom and they come across these large sums of money, they don't make the best business decisions. And not, not only that, like Jay said, there's also some sort of validation that they're looking for. And what does that mean? You got to get the chains with the diamonds. You got to get the expensive car because you got to show out. And, you know, when you come from nothing, this is what represents success, especially in the neighborhoods where they come from. So it's almost like you have to continue spending the money to show that you've arrived. Well, spend it foolishly a lot of times. Uh, yeah. Not really uh, understanding that the money can run out. And a lot of times they get, put in bad predicaments and situations where they're overspending their money on things that they shouldn't be. And one of the things that they should be is hitting guys like markup and investing their money. Because if you invest your money, a lot of times all those things that you want to buy to show out with whether it's jewelry and cars and houses, whatever, a lot of times if you make the right investment, that investment itself will pay for those things. And, and down the road and, and help you build your wealth. Mark, in, ter in terms of what you see happening, because you, you help people at various stages of their careers and also, you know, to build for the future when they're just starting to make that big money. And then also down the road, why do we see people that have a lot of money 
end up with end up with nothing. How is that possible? Like the average person would go like, how is that possible? They had a multi-million dollar contract and now now they, they can't even afford a house or a place to live. Well, Lisa, I think Johnny was spot on with everything he just said. Um, I've seen it happen time and time and again. And it really is a difference between old money and new money. Let me explain the difference. New money does exactly what Johnny just uh, talked about. Show out. They want to prove to the hood that they made it. They want to prove to the to the to their girls that they made it. Some, you know, they want to prove to their boys that they made it. And so, they're what are they going to do? They're going to go to the club and drop a hundred thousand dollars that live in Miami. They're going to go down to Marquee and drop fifty thousand dollars for a birthday for a birthday bash for their girl. All of this stuff is is for one reason. It is really to show is to make up for the fact that you came from a situation. Everyone always dreamed and hoped that this is what they would do and how they would party when they did it. And unfortunately, we all grew up watching, you know, Diddy, you know, with yachts and boats. With it, and that's what you did when you had money. And so that permeates our community. And that's why you see new money act like that. Old money, they've been there before. They acted like they saw this type of money before. And when, they, and when it's in their account and it's passed on, no one changes their lifestyle due to having more zeros in their bank account. If you look at some of the, um, our white counterparts, Elon Musk, okay, uh, Warren Buffett. Elon Musk sold all his homes and now he rents. He says he doesn't want to own one more house. Um, you look at uh, Warren Buffett, he owns the same house that he owned 40 years ago, driving the same car. I mean, this guy's worth, you know, 30 plus billion dollars. Right. So it's all money and new money. And so I think the mentality has to change. I think you've, you started to see this a little bit in hip hop. You had Jay-Z come out with an album where he talked about generational wealth. And he talked about how he felt dumb walking through Dumbo because he didn't pick up a, a building that he could have bought and flipped it for 5X five years later. I mean, this is something in a hip hop song. You never heard this before. Before it was just lavish and this. But you're starting to hear some of our, you know, some of the titans of hip hop really address the fact that we as a people are looking at money in, a, in, a, in the wrong way. It's not about accumulating um, things that are going to lose value. It's about accumulating assets. And that is the real game. And that's how you really take that million to 10 million, 100 million. It's by accumulating assets. And you got to know the difference between an asset and a liability. A car is a liability. The second you drive it, it depreciates. The second you, um, the second you buy a boat, it depreciates. The second you buy a, a Gucci bag, it depreciates. There's only right. a couple bags that hold their value and they're like, you know, it's serious money. And by the way, a lot of women look at, unfortunately, the clients that I have have looked at purses as an investment. Sorry, it costs 30% of the value of the purse to sell it if you ever tried to do that. A lot of people say, a lot of women say that I hear all the time. Oh, this is not, you know, I'm not spending. I can sell this bag a little bit I later. I can sell this $5,000 bag, right, exactly. No, 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 no. that does like, not like, exist. All right, don't, don't, just do get, don't just get on the women. All right, the guys have their things too. We're going to find out more about this uh, when we come back. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Don't go away. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. You dig? Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about broke millionaires. Everybody's always looking at their money, trying to make more of it, trying to earn more of it. A lot of people looking to invest, but they're looking on social media for tips and other places. We hear about crypto. We're hearing about all these different things. And we've seen these examples of our very famous celebrities who made a lot of money at one time and then end up in very dire straits uh, down the road. So that's what we're talking about with our panel. Joining me is Johnny Marines. He's a music executive and entrepreneur. Johnny, great to have you with us. 
Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much for being with us. Also with us is Jay Alexander Martin. He's a co-founder of FUBU and also the For Us By Us Network. And he's an author as well. Jay, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also joining us is Mark C. Smith. He's a Senior Vice President of Wealth Management for Wells Fargo Advisors. Mark, thank you so much for being with us. Good to be back, Lisa. Thank you. Great to have you back, um, Jay. I want to I want to start with you. You one of the, one of the title the titles the title of one of your books is "Money Makes Me Crazy." What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, again, you know, money makes me crazy because when you get money, it, it you 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 get a sense of entitlement. You get a sense of 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 fame, and fame is one hell of a drug. So in that turn, you know, you have all this money, you you've been may have been around money, but now it's your turn to have it. Now, what do you do with it? And this book basically t- talks about what perspective or what you need to do to understand money versus just having it, because anybody can give it, give you a dollar, but you're going to just spend it. It's going to be gone. And I think what happens in a lot of times is that we don't even trust ourselves with the money and nor do we trust anyone to help us with the money. Because somewhat we as part of it, we don't understand. And it's part of it where, listen, you're going to tell me what to do. Now I have it. Now I'm over you. Now I'm going to tell you what to do. And when it comes to like financial advisors or it comes to your family, or it comes to whatever, you know, everyone's coming at you at one time. So you really know what to do. So this book kind of gives you a perspective, of understanding money and understanding what to do with it. Johnny, what, John, what about that in terms of in terms of the team you have around you? And also, let, let me just say this, too. You're talking about entertainers. You're talking about, in particular, artists. They have to maintain a certain kind of profile. They have to have they can't be in the same outfit five times, you know, on Instagram or people are going to talk like they have to have all of these different. You know, they, their image is a very big part of it. And people scrutinize everything, you know, when you're a public figure like that. So they have to spend some money on clothes and jewelry and that type of thing. Right. And that's the marketing budget. That's your personal marketing budget. And again, a lot of times when it comes down to, you know, financial advisors, things of that nature, they don't understand that that's what we have to do. So how do we do it and say have money and for the long term? Right. Mark, what about the yeah, there has to be a, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, I was going to say there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance because the truth is right. Tomorrow's not promised. So, you know, you can't live your life like today, just live based on today because you are going to spend all your money. But you have to have a balance where you take a certain percentage of your money. You get the things that you need or you want. You have another percentage where it's going to take care of all your responsibilities and another percentage where you're going to invest it for the future. You have to be able to balance it out so that it can work for you long term. So, Mark, in terms of the the needing to spend money to invest in your career, your look, all of the all of those types of things. What do you advise people? Well, listen, if you have a job that pays you to look good, God bless you. I would, please let me know because I, I want to apply for that job as well. But, but you can write that off on your taxes. OK, so if you are a, a someone who is a, a social influencer or you're in media, a lot of those things that go along with that is a tax deduction. And you should talk to your accountant about how that can be applicable to you and how you can make that work. But for the most, most of us are not living that lifestyle. We don't get paid to, to wear expensive stuff. So what make, what makes sense is to save so that you can uh, afford to own this stuff and not go broke. I always say that if, um, if you can uh, buy something and have it not affect you at all in your bank account, then, that, then it's something that you can afford. If you are going to go on a vacation and it's affecting you so much where you're going to be struggling when you get back, 
you can't take that vacation. It has to really not affect you at all to the point that if you're going to spend something on a material item or take a lavish vacation, and when you come back, you're still going to be uh, financially solid and stable. But right. then and it goes that's... back to that goes back to a point I always say to people and, and advisors, things like that. It's like the ninety percent of the people that you that's coming to talk to you don't think they're going to be alive tomorrow. So they're going to spend it today. How do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, that is a, that's a great point, Jay. I mean, if you're not thinking you're going to be alive tomorrow, you're going to live life like it's your last day. Right. And so to that type of um, to that type of client, what, you, what, we, what we try to do is put some money away where they can't touch it. Something like in a life insurance vehicle where you put it away. And if it did something, if something did happen to your kids, your, your partner is taken care of. And then, and then you can go ahead and have that fun, but you're knowing you're going to have a cash value at the end of it and then also be able to provide if that does happen. But there, there are very little things you can do with someone who's not mentally ready to start saving. Um, right. It's just like going to the gym, right? I can be the best personal trainer in the world. But if you're not committed to dieting and going to the gym, I, you're just paying me for nothing. And I'm not going to be able to help you because you're eating pizzas at 11 o'clock at night. So it's just like you want to you know, look at finance and personal training and physical fitness is one and the same. It takes discipline to accomplish your goals and to have that money last as long as you, you'd like to. And, uh, and that's really what's missing in all that, that discipline to say, wait a minute, I may live to be older than I, than I think I want to be going to be if I and pass away. Seen, and what's going to happen but, next? Right. And we've seen these, we've seen these stories, you know, people that have very humble positions and they end up, you know, passing away and leaving hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to their local church or to some other, you know, to a charity or, or something like that, Johnny, but in, in terms of the hard work ethic, because people feel like, okay, I work hard. There's also that sense of, you know, I'm working really hard. I'm making a lot of money. Finally, I deserve to treat myself. How do you, how do you counter that? Or how dangerous is that? Is that? No, I agree. I think everyone should treat themselves. It's just a, a matter of how much, you know, I, I can, I can speak from experience. You know, I come from, the Jacob Reese projects in the low East side. And when I first came across success in the music industry as a manager, and I came across a large sums of money, I, I spent a lot of it foolishly. I was one of those guys that went out and bought a lot of things I didn't need because I wanted validation. I wanted people to say, Oh, look at him. You know, later on, I have started to understand that all these things I was spending my money on really had no value, you know? And it's like, you go and do try to sell it and you're only going to get back a fraction of it. So, I mean, I speak from experience myself where I, I definitely went down the wrong path in the beginning. I'm fortunate enough to have continued to be successful where I've been able to turn that around. And that's why now today I'm a serial investor in a lot of the different uh, businesses that I, I own. And then, Jay, in terms of the in terms of the mindset, when you first go from not having you talk about, you know, growing up but not having a lot to then. All of a sudden you start to go like, wow, I can afford that. I can afford that. I can afford that. I can afford that. Tell us about some of the, the mental changes you went through. Well, I mean, for me, I always say, you know, faith it till you make it. Or, and there's a balance between faith it and fake it till you make it. When you're faking it, you're doing whatever you got to do to make it look good. When you're faking it, you're believing in the fact that, look, whatever's happening is happening for a reason. So that's that's what I do. And then one of the principles I always say to, now I say to myself after I've lost so much, I said, listen, I can't spend three dollars. I can't spend a dollar unless I make three dollars. So, again, it does come back to disciplines. But again, 
I know I still I'm a work in progress because I still go out there and I still do what I got to do. And I still, you know, uh, want to have fun and I still want to show because, again, that's marketing and we're in the entertainment business. So we can't be fooled by the fact that we have to sit around and we, you know, and look a certain way. Now, I have the luxury of owning my own clothing brand, so <laughs> right. I, never, I don't have to worry too much about the clothing. Um, but again, that's the luck. That's the luck of the draw. That's what I chose. So what I try to do is create businesses. So I could always have a, 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 a stream of income that will always c- kind of keep going and going and going and going and going instead of collecting, you know, stuff per se. And what, and what Jay made a valid point, creating streams of income, making sure you have more than one, because if you only rely on one, if you're a rapper, if you're an athlete and, and you don't invest your money and that's the only way that you have an income coming in, you know, as an athlete, you could easily get hurt, cut off a team. As a rapper, you might have your last hit or an artist, period, right. have the last hit. That's why we have so many one hit wonders. But I, you wanted, know? I just wanted to do a cautionary tale. I know many of people have gone bankrupt chasing multiple streams of income, because when you chase multiple streams of income, you're going into places that you do not know. And you have no business being in sometimes because of educational hurdles that you may have or because of experience hurdles that you may have. So I, I would say that if you're going to go chase this other stream of income, make sure it doesn't take uh, you to, poor, to the poorhouse. I know a client who opened a restaurant and dropped six million dollars, formal NFL player, uh, well publicized, six million dollars on a rest uh, on a restaurant in L.A. It, and it has a value of zero today because it went out of business. I don't know one stock in the S&P 500 that goes to zero. So that's why a lot of us are saying that sometimes going and investing in a company rather than in a business may be something that's more suited for you if you don't have the acumen to be in a restaurant or to own a bar or if, to if that's not um, your specialty. If that's not exactly. your specialty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, again, that's what I took that's what I say about money all the time. And that's what money makes me crazy and building the empire is all about. It's all about finding about who you are and what you can do and, and not looking at what everybody else is doing. Cause again, I could tell you, I can speak all be sitting here talking about what it is, but you know, you take what I go, take what I say with a grain of salt and sprinkle it into your life. It may not fit you. You know, you have to know who you are. If you know exactly. you a spender, exactly. then, then, t- then, then you know you a spender. At least you know. So I, I got to figure something out. I got to right. work this out. You right. got to know who you are. No, exactly. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to ask our guests, how do you how do you get started? And also, do you have to love what you do? Because a lot of people say, well, if you love what you do, you're going to end up doing really well at it financially. We'll find out what our guests have to say about that <laughs> when we come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about making money, specifically broke millionaires, people who make a lot of money and then have very little to show for it. What can we learn from them? What can we learn from that millionaire mindset of the people who are really successful? That's what we're finding out. We've got the right panel to school us on all this. Joining me is Johnny Marines. He's a music executive and entrepreneur. Johnny, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is Jay Alexander Martin. He's a co-founder of FUBU and the For Us By Us Network. He's also an author. Jay, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Mark C. Smith. He's a senior vice president um, of wealth management for Wells Fargo Advisors. Mark, great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa. Mark, people say, how do you get started? Like if you're like going, okay, you know what? I'm making money. 
I'm making a little bit more this year than last year. I'm not getting a big jump. There's inflation. How do people even get started? Like, are, are there certain things they can read? Are there certain sites they can go to? Like, what do you advise people to do, first of all? Well, the first thing is it is not complicated. That's number one. A lot of people are just stuck in the paralysis of analysis. That means they just get paralyzed by trying to figure out what to do. There's only three things you need to do and which are three things that 95% of Americans do not do. Number one, do you have a budget? Most Americans, 80% of Americans do not have a budget. They live paycheck to paycheck and spend what they have until it goes to zero in their bank account or the overdraft fees hit. So you got to have a budget. Know exactly what your dollar amount is that you spend every single month, like your phone number. Number two, have an emergency account. Um, after the pandemic that just happened, you know now emergency accounts are more important now than ever, especially for solopreneurs. And so having about six months of emergency spending um, of fixed expenses in your bank account is what you should try to have. So the only way you know you if you have enough money for an emergency account is going back to the number of one thing I just mentioned, which is a budget, because you got to do that budget number and multiply it by six. That is your emergency account. OK, so and then the third thing you want to do is find out what your financial goals are. OK, because if, if you don't know your financial goal is, you're not going to have the, um, the impetus to want to save as much as you should. And so if it's saving for a home. OK, great. What do I need to buy that home? Research mortgage companies, research how much uh, down payment you need to have. If it's funding a, the child's education. How much, what kind of school do I want my kid to go to? Is it Harvard or is it, you know, the community college down the street? That right, I'm exactly. All that matters when coming up with a financial plan. So you got to have all those three things in check. And just and to start there. Most Americans don't do. Don't be, don't be scrolling through social media looking for uh, people that are telling you that they'll, they'll make you $5,000 if you send them this and, and all of that. Exactly. And then, you know, what was happening last year, a crypto, I don't hear any of those guys anymore, gals. They're, they're like disappeared. After they're coming they back. They're coming back. They're they're starting coming to come back. back. <laughs> I saw they're a couple of them back. last week. You got to give them time. They're coming back. John, Johnny, what, what, about, what about that in terms of like, how, how do you make moves? Like, how did you give, give us a, give us a sense, you know, give us a little bit about your, your journey, like how you, you know, when you started managing these acts and they're doing really well and things are really popping, give us a, give us a sense of your, of your, your progress on that journey. Yeah, I mean, uh, organically, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur more than I ever wanted to be in the music industry. The music industry kind of gave me the ability to become an entrepreneur. Um, the way that I invest in business, because like Mark mentioned before, when you do invest in several businesses, you're not going to be an expert at every, everything that you invest your money in. You really got to do your due diligence and really understand who you're going in business with and how knowledgeable they are in that field. Now, that, with that going to come, a big level of trust. Um, trust doesn't always work, but you got to be able to trust the people you're in business with because it's impossible for you to be everywhere at one time. You know, so for me, I, for me, it's just big when I vet the individuals that I'm going in business with. A lot of times I know these individuals for a long time. They're proven entrepreneurs that have done very well in their fields. And that makes me comfortable knowing that I have a long-term relationship with them. And so far, everything's been great for me. You know, maybe by the next episode, I won't have the same story and Mark will be right. But for right now, everything has worked very well. Just me vetting the people, making sure that they are the right people to go in business with. No, definitely. And you have to know that it can't just be somebody with a name, a bank account and an idea. Right. It's got to be got to be more to it. Jay, what, you're, la you're laughing about that. What about what about the. You know, people say, well, if you really love it and you really have the passion for it, you can make it work. Well, you I mean, 
it, that's part of the plan. You know, you, 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 I love it. And, and you never worked a day in your life. If you love your business, man, go ahead. <laughs> you know, I've been in business 30 years and I don't love it all, you know, <laughs> but I'm happy with what I'm doing. I like the field that I'm in because that's what I always wanted to do. But then again, you know, now I, I, I've kind of br- uh, branched off into other things and I like that too, but everything I do is an extension of what I liked. You know, and I think that's the way it kind of works, you know, and that's the way you kind of get into businesses that that work for you, um, according to, you know, me. I don't know about anybody else. You know, I take if I have a if I have a hat business, then I know you need a T-shirt to go with it. So it's automatically going to feed into each other, you know. So that's just what I think about. And again, with social media and the and the 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 brazen excuse my friends, BS that comes out of a lot of people's mouths, right. you know, you don't know who to trust again. And I got to go back to that. You have to kind of go back and do your own research. And I'm always a stickler for research and understanding what's going on and what's not, not what's not right. And what's not right. What's good and what's bad and what's good for me. And, and that's what I do. And Mark, in, ter- in terms of what's good for the individual, it's like so people get the other thing too. people have problems with is if when they get a lump sum check, like for whatever reason, it can be a settlement. It can be a, you know, a tax refund. It can be, you know, dur- during COVID, the, the extra money, everybody went out all of a sudden, you know, to, to eat and, and all, there was a spending surge when people were getting the, you know, the assistance. But like, if you get a th- like take a thousand dollars, how do you break that down? Like a certain percentage for taxes, then like, how do you break that down in your, in your math mentality? Yeah, well, listen, with a lump sum amount of money, that is the hardest amount of money to manage, okay? Because it, you don't know when you're going to get that lump sum again, and sometimes you never get it again. Uh, right. So for any NFL players, NBA players, MLB players, anyone in the professional sports specifically, this is a, a, applicable to because you're in your early 20s, you get a check for $5 million, and you think you're going to live like a millionaire for the rest of your life. That check, unfortunately, may be the last time you see that $5 million or a check like that for the rest of your life. So it's so important to know that are you in that category of somebody who would never see this amount of money ever again? Because if you're in that category, you have to treat that money like it is the last uh, check you're ever going to have. And, you, and you're, if you're 20 years old, it has to last 50 years. So I always tell my players, divide how old you are, how long you want to live, like be 70, 80 years old. If you're 20, if a $5 million check comes down, you only could live on about 100 grand a year. Okay. A hundred grand a year. And so it sounds like a lot until you put it that in that perspective, because so many athletes that I've seen do not match anywhere close after they're in the professional uh, arena. Right. After and they retire, never match that income ever again for their entirety of their life. And so you've got to live like this is the last check you're going to have for those folks who get one time one time checks. So you got to live below your means. You got to live like the money is only is the last check you're going to have to look at. Um, if you have a college degree, can you replace that money by, by working? If you don't, am I going to go back to school? But, um, but I always see, if you look at any kind of statistics, 85% of lottery winners go broke within the first 10 years. Wow. 85%. Wow. 85%. And why do you think that is? Well, because again, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead, Johnny. No, yeah. I'm saying it's poor money management, basically just spending the money like you're going to have it forever. And it's not only the lottery players, a lot of the athletes after they're out the league for like a certain amount of years, like 80, 90 percent of them go broke. You're talking about guys that had one hundred and fifty million dollar contracts. 
Well, yeah, so once the problem. Wait, 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 that's that's this misconception because now we're talking like we're talking about you know the internet. When people throw out these numbers, just because someone says it's 150, you, you get 150 mile contract, but you're not really getting 150 mile contract because there's other fees, right. with other stuff. So, so <laughs> it's 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 beautiful numbers, it's glass menagerie numbers, but it's not the real. Like we not we got. I hate when when that happens when somebody says 150 million. It's not 150 million. It's probably 65. Maybe after he spends pays for this, pays for that, pays for pays his mom, gets pays the, his agent, pays his agent, his, his taxes, taxes, taxes. It's freaking taxes is nothing. So, but you know, but but when when the average person hears that, they go, "Wow, oh my God, I want to get that." And then it becomes a perpetual cycle. How you feel like you want to have that 150 million too, and then as soon as you get the 150 million or get whatever million, you do the wrong things, just like he did. Yeah. And Johnny, what about thing, the music? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. One thing. I, one thing I would say is, um, I, I have a client, uh, uh, and they definitely have over $50 million and they live like they, when they were, when they were 30 years old and only was making $200,000. So I would say to those folks who have money, live below your means. I mean, that's how you make this money last. You do. And because the problem is with some of these players is, is that they're living a lifestyle that they can't sustain after retirement and retirement for them is 30 years old. That's it. That's incredible. And then talking about these, talking about these contracts, Johnny, Explain to us too, like with some of these record deals, we hear like, oh, this one got like a, a $2 million record deal or a $1 million record deal or whatever. But is it, sometimes it's they're not even really getting that money. That's an advance against what they're going to do in terms of sales or, or how does that work? Explain that for yeah, us. Yes. So the record label is going to give the artist uh, many times in advance. Now that advance has to be recouped based off the sales of the records, the, the streams, and sometimes now they do 360 deals where they actually take in parts of the show performance fees wow. because the record streams don't pay out really what record sales used to pay out back in the days. So because of that, the artist is giving up more because he's taking the advance. The advice I always try to tell a new artist is if you can, don't take an advance. Let them use the money on you because if they do that instead of giving you the money, and relying on you to market yourself, you you have a better chance of becoming a global star. Now, once you become a global star and you're making way more money, now you could get some of these things that you know we've spoken about in the show. But the truth is, a lot of times, uh, telling an artist not to take an advance falls on deaf ears because they again they come from underserved neighborhoods where they don't really have much, and this to them is their lottery ticket. No, and then you also, and then they also have, they, you know, there, there's, there's, especially with the, with the NFL players, there's some of them they're carrying like the whole town on their back, yep. and all these, and then all there's all the relatives, there's there's the friends, there's all these people that want to, you know, want, feel like they deserve a piece of it or whatever. And here's a, here's a, here's a slogan. Here's a slogan I always say. You know, people always say, "Oh, well, you changed." No, I didn't change. It's your thought and how you think of me changed. I didn't change at all. I'm still the same person. Right. Now, if you you have a great idea, you have something that you want to do, I'll help you fish. But I'm not gonna help you fish, buy the 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 food for the fish, buy the net. I'm not doing that. And a lot of times people just get caught up where they have to. And it's just it's it's bad. I mean Exactly. Mark, have you had ever had a client where you had to go like, listen, cousin Jojo is not your financial advisor, you know, the one you're giving this money to? Like those, uh, uh, 
this goes back to what Jay Alexander said at the top of the segment, which was um, that a lot of times folks are getting the wrong advice from people that are in their life. And, and a lot, although I may be giving you amazing advice, if your uncle was there when you were like, you know, seven years old, when you attack <laughs> making your first tackle, unfortunately, sometimes you're listening to the uncle and not me. So re- people really re- need to surround themselves with people who are professionals in any uh, segment. You wouldn't have your uncle negotiating your contract with the right. league, why would you have them help you with investments, right? So it's got to be a consistency and by hiring professionals to do what they do and staying in your lane. No, exactly. All right, we're going to stay in our lane and take a short break. We'll be back with more Street Soldiers right after this. Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about broke millionaires, those athletes, entertainers, lottery winners who come upon huge sums of money. And then a couple years later, sometimes faster than that, sometimes slower than that, they're penniless and they're back to square one. Why does that happen? And also, how can you learn the lessons and apply them to your own life so you can be financially sound. That's what we're talking about with our panel. Johnny Marines is with us. He's a music executive and entrepreneur. Johnny, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is uh, Jay Alexander Martin. He's a co-founder of FUBU and also the For Us By Us Network. And he's also the author of a number of books. Jay, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Mark C. Smith. He's the Senior Vice President of Wealth Management with Wells Fargo Advisors. Mark, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on again, Lisa. Mark, Johnny raised a point that there, we, we have heard about these fraudulent financial advisors who are basically taking money from celebrity clients and then, you know, 10 years down the road or whatever, they end up being indicted for fraud and, and some of these criminal things. How do people need to, how do, how do you pick, how do you know somebody is legitimate as a financial, yeah, so, as a financial advisor? Yeah, so listen, there are plenty of financial advisors who are at smaller shops that are very good at what they do and have a lot of experience. But you're taking a lot of risk when you do that. Um, if you were someone who wanted to, uh, didn't know anyone and you want to invest, my recommendation is go with a firm that has a very big, presence, a big name and a reputation to lose. Um, So all the big banks would qualify under that. Um, Any of the ones that you pass around just walking down the street, you're like, oh, I know that bank. What would happen is if you invested with them and you um, encountered um, an advisor that wasn't doing the right thing, you would then go and sue the institution that they work with. And then you would get your money back pretty quickly. Um, These firms don't want their names dragged in the mud all over the Wall Street Journal. Um, for having some employee who went rogue and took all your money. So they're going to uh, um, uh, give you your money back pretty quickly. But then when you go off to some other name, no, uh, shops are a little bit smaller. I don't know if you've ever heard of a Madoff funds, but for instance, right. like, you know, those type of funds that don't have these huge institutional presence, you have the possibility to have a rogue employee who wants to make themselves rich off of your money and take it. And, and you know what? Maybe they're like some kind of psychopath, but they're going to take your money and not go, care if they go to jail. With a smaller shop, it's going to be a lot harder to get your money back because you got to get in a long line of people who have complaints and right. lost their money too. Like and this off. firm may go under because of all these complaints. Right. Some of these larger institutional firms, they're not going under. Okay. Right. Um, they have billions of assets under management and in, in, in their coffers to reimburse anyone who's been uh, de- uh, defrauded. And so that's how I would uh, pick who, so, I chose, uh, who I choose if I were someone in that position. 
So basically you would tell people don't invest with investor with investment advisors that you see on social media. I, w- I would say you're taking a risk. I would say you're taking a big risk and buyer beware uh, because, get, you know, if you're if you're getting uh, taking advantage of, so is somebody else. And there's a long line of people who are going to the courthouse. With exactly. You. Johnny, you manage, you manage a lot of artists as well, too. I, I'm sure like in a club in Miami or New York, or whatever, there's there's always guys that are hanging around trying to get close to them, buying bottles, hoping, hoping to get a, a, a chance to manage their money. Tell us about that. Man, you just got to, you know, that the thing, the thing about being a manager to an artist is you kind of like a little bit of everything. And one of the things you have to do is protect the artists, especially from characters like that in the nightclubs. These guys that promise a lot of things, try to entice them, try to pretend that they are wealthy already by maybe purchasing a lot of bottles, uh, doing a, doing a lot of stuff. But when you, you know, you got to do your due diligence. You know, I like to go in there and kind of like if somebody says, oh, I do so and such and such thing, I'm going to reach out to, let's say, uh, Jay knows them or Mark knows them. And I'm going to vet that person to see if it's really true. And so you got to kind of be a protector for the artist, because a lot of times, you know, if they have their homies around or like Mark said, they are um, the uncles around. They they don't they don't have the experience. You know, they kind of like. It's easy to get your eyes full with money when somebody promises you something that's too good to be true. Right. And plus, plus the artists, just like the athletes, too, it's like you're in such a demanding career that you're on the road a lot. You're going from here to there, training, rehearsing, whatever you have to do to stay stay at the top. Yeah. Of your, they don't the top, have the time to be on top. Yeah. They don't have the time to be on top of these investments a right. lot of times. So you as a manager sometimes inherit even that responsibility. And you got to make sure that everything, you know, everything that they're saying is going to happen is really happening. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, a guy like Madoff comes around and he's not the only one. Uh, there's a lot more that we don't hear about. And they actually victimize these, these you know, famous people, uh, athletes and, and everybody, because they are pretty vulnerable. A lot of times um, people who have talents don't necessarily have talents outside of that talent. And that's exactly. where guys like us come in. Exactly. Well, I, if I could add, like, you know, there's a thing about people lacking values and morals and things like that. And uh, you can always, you sometimes you might not have the 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 wherewithal to 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 pick out that shiesty guy. You may think he may come with shiny, you know, the shiny object, but you really or don't she, know how. Or to, she may come with a shiny object. Come with that shiny object. And right. you're like, wow. But you don't really not looking at the, 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 the you know, things that how that actually was, you know, thing got shiny. You're not looking at the fact that they may be trying to scam you. But you got to always look at, too, the artist or the person is like and has people around them. They want to be just like them. Right. Like you, it's not even just psyche of just just the person that has the money. It's the people around them that are being envious that want the money too. So they're like, look, I got a greater deal. I got somebody that's going to bring, I'm going to make money. And they might turn around, cut side deals. So that it's just, it's that person just really has to kind of understand who they are, what, who, what's going on and be, I'm sorry, you got to have your head on the swivel. Cause yeah, it's no, absolutely. And, and, side, and side deals are cut all the time by the, uh, the entourage, if you want to call them that, and you don't even know about it until like somehow it comes. What do you to mean like, by because, Johnny? What do you mean by side deal? When you guys are what do you, when you guys are talking oh, about side deal, I, 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 I give side you a deal? perfect example. There's a prominent um, NBA player right now, one of the big ones. I won't mention his name. Uh, he was going to make an investment in a restaurant that I'm involved with, 
and he had one of his friends handling the deal. Well, his friend wanted a percentage for free just because he was getting the deal done with the NBA player. And that and, and that right there actually broke the whole deal. Now, the NBA player didn't find out that he didn't he didn't get the opportunity to invest in this restaurant. He wanted to at the end of the day, because the person he had in charge of it was trying to cut a side deal where he was getting a percentage for nothing. Mark, what about that? That's is it in your business. Is that considered unethical? It's illegal. Um, you, 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 everything has to be disclosed to all parties involved. Um, if that, if, if for some reason anything like that happened without all the, the client knowing that there was a person getting commission or compensation for anything like that, that 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 would that would be a huge dock to you in the industry, and you, you, your license would get um, would get hit. So um, it's it's definitely unethical for you to um, not let someone know what you're doing. Once some once someone knows that you're getting uh, taken care of for making an introduction, then it's all good. But it, the, the, the where the unethical part is is when someone doesn't know. And so you're acting like you're, you're you're on their side of the table when really you're on the other person's side of the table because you're getting paid if the deal gets done. That's the unethical part of it. And then when you talk about license, so financial advisors have to be, is there a, a registry people can check or, or a, a, is there a certain licensing? Yeah, thing? yeah. Everything, every single advisor that would invest your money is on uh, FINRA.org and you can go and actually see if they've ever had a complaint from a customer. Um, you'd be surprised how little people do that and go on that website. It's a free website. And you can really go and look at any single financial advisor as a series seven in the country to look if their um, license is in good standing and if they've ever had customer complaints and what the and what the kind of complaints were. So I, I definitely recommend anyone before they hire an advisor to look up that. You know, you always have to, like Jay said, keep your head on the swivel um, when you have lots of money and you let people know about it. Um, they they're going to try to get it, and that's just that's what happens in America because people want something for free and right. so want something for nothing. So just be aware of that. I always say some of the wealthiest clients I have, you would think they're the poorest people on the street. And I think that once people realize that there's a value in that and being anonymous, having a million dollars in your right. bank, but no one knows it, there's a lot of power in that. Um, exactly. You know, the people I, all, all, the, all the people I know who get screwed financially, everyone knows they're rich. Right. Exactly. And then, and then uh, Jay, I just want to ask you too, because, you know, we have a lot, we have a lot of people in our community in our, in our audience too. You, you've created such an iconic brand and done just so, so much trailblazing in your, in your field and in your career in so many ways. So I want to thank you for that. And, but also, can you just share a little bit of wisdom? Cause you know, there's a lot of people that have a similar dream, even if it starts out with like, I'm printing t-shirts or I'm doing this, or I have some design ideas or whatever. What advice, what advice would you have uh, for them? Because, and especially at the time you did it, it was so, it, it was so tremendously groundbreaking and inspiring to so many people. What would you tell them? I mean, I'm a vision oriented guy. So I, I think of something, I create a vision, I I work hard and I work hard and I work hard and I do it till I, I can't do it anymore. Um, and when I can't do it anymore is when I'm asleep and when I wake up, I'm back to work again. So I'm very focused. Stay focused on what you're trying to do. Stay disciplined. And as far as financially, keep your head on a swivel. Definitely. And Johnny, what, what advice, because you know, we have a lot of aspiring artists too and uh, yeah. artist managers, but in, in terms of the artists, even if they're just starting out and not making that much money, but they're getting, you know, a couple thousand here and there for a show or a little, little uh, you know, showcase or, or something like that, what advice do you have for them? The advice I would give an artist so that they could actually make it 
much further in their career versus so they don't we're not talking about just a couple of thousand dollars is to be original be original because nobody wants a copy where they could still be the original. A lot of times the artists make mistakes. They come in trying to sound like another artist that's hot at the moment or trying to do the same style. And a lot of times that backfires because people don't want copies where they could still get originals. So you have to have, you know, originality. And Mark, and still start, start watching your money even from the beginning, no matter, even if it's small amounts coming in. Absolutely, because it, it, how you, my coach always said when I played football, how you practice is how you play. So once you practice with $100 or $1,000, when you have $100,000 or a million dollars, you will have that same discipline that you had when you had $100. So start small, start early. With my first job, I was making $7 an hour, and I put away half the money that I got into a savings account and I spent the other half. So then that, and I do the same thing now when I'm on wall street with my own money now. So I'm telling you the, the discipline part starts early. Absolutely. Well, on that note, I want to thank all of you for being with us uh, for this episode of speed soldiers, Johnny Marines, Jay Alexander Martin and Mark C. Smith. Thank you guys so much for being with us. And thank you for joining us for this episode of street soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love and justice for all.